This is a Morley Radio production. Hello and welcome to Powered by You. My name is Zeno and I'm your host. And this is a community-based podcast that will be used as a platform to raise awareness and talk about social impacts and local trends that actually have an influence on our everyday lives. Welcome to the fourth episode of season two of Powered by You, a podcast produced by RBKC in collaboration with Morley Radio. My name is Zeno and I'm your host. In today's fast-paced world, the rising cost of living has been a concern and still is a concern for many people within different communities. And throughout this episode, hopefully we will address and explore the various factors that contribute towards the cost of living and how we could benefit from the tips and useful services that are currently being provided in the Spara uh, to manoeuvre within this within these difficult times, I'd say, yeah. Uh, I'm joined with Shireen Williams, who works for a local organisation called Response. Thank you for joining me, Shireen. Thank you for inviting me. So, you know. We also have uh, Hamza from the local community. It's good to see you again, Zeno. Thank you both for coming. Really appreciate it. Um, how is everything, Shireen? Uh, it's been a while since we last spoke. Yes. It's been, we've been talking back and forth trying to get this done. This episode hasn't uh, been easy to plan because we, everything's been busy, uh, but we're finally here. We are. You know, are. Uh, what's been happening with uh, Response? And for those that don't know, can you give us a little background information? So, yeah, um, Response is a community centre based in... Um, RBKC in the Earls Court Ward. It's actually called Response Community Projects and it's been in existence since 1978 um, and it was set up as a base for many writers um, because Earls Court was known um, for, you know, writers and literary and um, it was. it's always been a very popular destination for a lot of people and I went to an event yesterday and there was a lady I'd met and her auntie had actually worked in response in the 80s. So it's reached people far and wide. Um, and then, then it morphed into a bookshop, um, I'd say probably around the, the 90s or so. Um, and it continued to be a bookshop and COVID hit. And then the books were, it was decided that the books were no longer needed. So I was, I, I, t- I took over in um, 2021, um, September and um, I've been running the centre ever since Okay, cool that's uh, that's a lot of uh, stuff that's been happening a lot of transitions I suppose Definitely um, What's happening with the books now? Are, are they still accessible to the, books the local have, community? The books have gone we've got a, just a couple a handful that's still there we've got you know some, a lot of history as well about the organisation um, but, you know, as Response Community Project stands now, I'm the um, Chief Executive Officer. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it, Ells Court is just an amazing place to, to, to work. Um, and also the community is, is vibrant. The community, you know, they're powerful. The community, um, there are many different kind of levels of, you know, financial um, advantage and disadvantage in the area. But, you know, it's just a, a great place to work. And also, it's great to know people who live there also. Ah, interesting. So how would you say response has been responding to uh, the cost of living crisis that we're currently in at the moment? 
Okay, so we have a homework club which runs four days a week, Monday to Thursday. And um, we assist families who, where English may be a second language um, with supporting their children with homework and um, social skills, soft skills, um, mentoring, confidence building with art projects, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that helps um, parents because that side of it is is free. We don't charge. And um, we also have a food bank. Um, which is available to the community on well two days a week, which is on a Thursday and a Saturday. Um, that is uh, a you know a, a solid resource. Um, we get people coming from all over the neighboring the boroughs, neighboring boroughs, sorry, to access food, and we have an open door policy. We don't you know ask for much apart from basic details so that we know where and who we're servicing. Um, we also have an Arabic school that runs at response. Um, we are an open door, as I said. So we signpost people who come in to services that can benefit them or give them the help and support that they need. We also encourage a lot of people not to feel shame or not to feel as though them accessing services from organisations that are actually built to help people, um, you know, they don't feel that they shouldn't be reaching out for help because without people reaching out for help, these organisations wouldn't exist. And in some instances, some organisations need to be more forthright in offering, you know, help to to people also. We also offer support services um, to individuals um, and have been doing that for years as well. And um, yeah, it's just just the hub of many different characters and many different, um, yeah, people. That's interesting. That's interesting. So since you're there at the center and you oversee all of the operations from your personal interactions, what is the most accessed service within the response umbrella? Would you say that you've actually caught on saying that's a, this is the most accessed, um, whatever it may be. It could be a food bank. It could be Arabic lessons or it could be, uh, homework clubs or it could be accessing simple necessities such as, uh, the internet cafe that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Um, what has uh, highlighted something? To, like, what is okay. the main? So I would say in terms of non-verbal need, it's food. So people come and they queue up and um, they access the food. So we um, have a really good word of mouth um, system and we tend to have different people different stages coming to access food on the Thursday and the Saturday. The Saturday um, food bank is in conjunction with Karma Bank and the Elscourt Mutual Aid, sorry, Elscourt um, Community Aid Group. Um, So we're helping people who may not be able to access food in the weekday, but they're they're able to access it on a Saturday. So kind of balancing up the two, we are kind of spreading out the need in in that way. Um, I'd also say our homework club, because we have a high percentage of families who have English as a second language. Um, so they're unable to afford, say, tutors to assist their children with the educational support they need. Um, so that's another thing that we've noticed, coupled with the Arabic school as well. Um, there is a, a strong need for Arabic lessons for adults and children. Um, 
and our centre helps families do that. I would also say ESOL lessons. That's that is definite. There's a, a high demand for ESOL lessons, and that demonstrates that a lot of people who are um, coming in to the country um, for whatever needs, whether it's their refugees or um, you know whatever their needs are, they are wanting to up, upskill to um, have a better chance of surviving within this country and in this climate. Also, mm. um, so you know we assist people across many different spectrums that's actually that's actually interesting that you mentioned but i just want to bring out the food bank service that you have yeah. running is it um return customers or service users what's the right term to use uh for the people that would access the food bank and also in terms of having an action plan or an outcome because if you see people coming back and keep coming back and just keep giving them food which is good it does address the need of the crisis that we're in. Um, but are you analysing why they come into the food bank and then trying to tackle those issues? It might be employment related, uh, maybe various different reasons. So if there is um, something that's in place right now that would actually prevent them from being reliant on the food bank on a continuous basis, because that's the last thing you'd want to do is to not give them support whilst they're coming, if, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so it, it would be nice to see them coming to us to a food bank but at the same time figuring out how to be re- less dependent on needing the food bank well that's an interesting question to you know um and there are many different answers i could give but um in the instance of our food bank um i think there are there's a high percentage of older people who access food banks who might be retired may not be working and um, are literally struggling on their pensions, on their current pensions and, and, and their support and stuff. So we have a, quite a lot of old people who have, may have lost a lot of weight and they aren't looking after themselves. So because we provide a very good standard food bank in regards to the products and the fresh produce that we give out and stuff, we've um, managed to um, allow people to access good food and at least once a week, you know, because the food that we, sometimes we have abundance. It depends on the actual deliveries that we get and the organizations that um, we can access or that deliver us food. Um, like say, for example, this week, um, the Hilton Hotel in Olympia, they delivered us about 15 boxes of amazing food. And that was given to us on behalf of their employees who had put in their own funds and they had gone out and they'd bought food for charity basically and um luckily we were, we were found by the Hilton Hotel and they even delivered us um the boxes um they came yesterday delivered us a whole load of boxes of good excellent quality food and they even threw in some pillowcases um for people you know, he might need pillowcases because, you know, everything is really, really expensive and you might question, oh, pillowcases, but believe you me, there are people who don't have anything. So we support okay, them anywhere right. we can. That's, that's, um, that's a good insight to see mm. where the support is coming from. Uh, what? So you mentioned old people, yes, uh, the elderly, right. yep, so 50 plus, I would say. Um, Definitely, and- I'd say um, 50 plus. I'd also say um, single men. We get a lot of single men coming through our doors, some who might not feel comfortable coming through, but because we have good relationships with people throughout the week, 
um, and we have a, an open door policy, we're able to encourage them to access the food bank because their benefits, again, are, are, are low. And um, in speaking to some of the the men in the area, you know, they are they are definitely struggling to make ends meet. So they need to access. Do you get any young people coming through? Young people, it's funny you say that because recently we've had um, a number of local hostels come in and access our food bank. And, you know, they're servicing like 11 to 15 people in, in different destinations or different locations. And they're coming to us to access food for their residents. So there's something that is fundamentally kind of not adding up here in regards to the support that organisations such as hostels, you know, the pressures that they're experiencing, because one would think that there would be a budget for, for this type of activity. But, um, you know, things are hard. Budgets are being cut. Um, funding is is sometimes hard to source. And capacity within organisations is also an issue also. So you find that a lot of the, the, the bulk of the work kind of falls on the, the hands of the few as opposed to the do many. You, do you think, um, just thinking out loud here, mm-hmm. um, people might use a food bank because A, food is too expensive, but also B, is to actually uh, keep hold of the other, f- not like other needs they, they might might not want to lose, for example, such as internet bills or their phone contract. So if they think, if I get access to a food bank, I can save some money that would go towards the gas bill or the electricity bill, is that one way of looking at it? Or do you think there's other reasons as to uh, a food bank may be accessed? Okay, well, I could say, well, how long is a piece of string, really? Because um, in some instances, you've got people who may be in debt. So they've taken responsibility of, you know, of their lives and they're trying to pay out that debt. And then they might be left with, say, five pounds um, a week. And that benefit money has to stretch for two weeks, do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, so, uh, I think I think the best thing is, uh, like we said, like we understand here, each person walking through your doors has their own story, has their own story, their own needs, their own journey, and their own destination. Yeah, and we try to balance that off so that at least um, we encourage families to. Don't get me wrong. There's there's a there's a very high focus on education in our court, and that's something that I found out when I when I worked here. There were families of high aspirations um, for their children, um, but you know I think that the food bank issue is is one where we could stand back and judge, but it's one where there is a high percentage of food waste from supermarkets and other organisations, and instead of it ending up on a landfill. At least it has the potential to 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 feed the five thousand per se, you know. And I think mm. it's important that um, there is an emphasis on assisting people educationally, assisting people um, morally, so that they have the strength to go into education or go into other areas of employment, volunteering, et cetera, et cetera, where there is a progressionary level to actually assist them in gaining the confidence that they need to become who they might envisage themselves to be. And if they don't have that type of confidence, it's about looking at their skills and looking at what they do and whether, you know, we include them into our organisation so they can build skills. So then we can say like, okay, you know, you're really, really, you're a really, really good, good, 
good um, communicator? Have you thought about sales or have you thought about, you know, whatever job industry or whatever it is? But essentially, I think education is extremely important and also being able to right, yeah, galvanize yourself enough in whatever situation that you're in, which can be really, really tough because there are people who have different... Um, needs I won't go into but somewhere you know it's it's really really affected them talk about effect uh which ways would you say it's impacted people's uh well-being and just you know just things where we would think you can see physical change um that it doesn't really take them to tell you that you can just tell I would say um hygiene in some instances hygiene so we received the fund from an amazing charity, actually two charities, amazing charities, and we were able to buy um, household um, hygiene items um, for people. So that was sanitary wear, that was shower gel, that was shavers, you know. And it's funny because I was in Boots and I I'd purchased a bulk of um, shavers and I went to the, to the actual, um, the placing of it in boots and it was like I think 17 pounds for a box that I'd given away to families so I was just startled at the price of, of goods you know but it, it's just been so the, the price of goods have gone up so in, exponentially um that unless you're kind of going around to each outlet whether it's boots Sainsbury's Tesco's little and you're actually scanning all of the um the prices around the store and keeping up with that then you can actually have uh, an idea of how hard it is but i also think the cost of um bills as well do you remember the winter time we had the gas and electric yeah i remember that pressures. it was that was a big thing it uh, was it was, it just, was people were just thinking what are we going to do um but they then, were they were yeah. they were in despair and if you're um if you're on a, a prepayment meter, you know, I know people who were like using candles to heat their homes. So it's like, I think um, before it was it heat or eat. <laughs> really? That, heat that was the saying? Or eat was the saying. And this year was even more real for so many different people. So this is where like, they would spend money on their, their prepayment meters. The money would run out. And if they couldn't put more money onto it, they wouldn't be able to wash which affects their hygiene which affects their you know their their um mm. feeling of self so how would you say the cost of living impacts different areas or, or different communities that we live amongst so you might be in a different uh area but you might be having a different experience so do you think that's a thing or do you think it's just not it's not uh as we perceive it to be? as area specific i think um it's become even more apparent that it doesn't matter the area that you live in <laughs> You know, rents in London are, are, are extremely high. We've had stories where some private landlords were, um, you know, increasing rents by 50%, you know. Um, and then we had parents or families in despair, you know, thinking about their education of the children, thinking about, you know, leaving the families um, that or friends that they'd kind of, you know, made support networks with um, behind Um there, there are so many different elements. Right, right. So so there's so many, like you said, so many different elements that would uh, revolve around hygiene, um, food necessities, education and upskilling yourself, yeah. having to choose whether your child or even yourself can go to a certain class, 
uh, whether to just cut off certain uh, activities and yeah, stuff activities, like that. Activities, yeah. So, how would you advise someone to alleviate the burden of the cost of uh, living crisis? Uh, or actually, let me let, let me divert this to um, my guest, my other guest, uh, Hamza. So, what's your view on this? What what tips and pointers from your lived experience would you say? In ways to save money, just navigate. Um, I think you need to have an overall um, understanding of what's coming out of your account for the month. You know, so you're putting away the basics. You know, like your rent money, your essentials in terms of uh, shopping, your bills, um, and then whatever finances you've got going on. I think once you've got that navigated, then you can see what you can eliminate from that. And from there on, just work on and uh, try to save whatever you can, you know, in, in, in times like this. So obviously, I don't want to know too much details, but is there anything that you've actually thought about eliminating or have eliminated uh, within your journey since it started with all of us, actually? So it's not just directed at you, but we've all are experiencing this crisis that uh, that's currently taking place and we've all thought about okay this has to be put on pause and this can carry on but this has to stop I can't be doing this I have to swap this for that so yeah what's your experience uh, Hamza with this um, for me I would say so uh, Netflix is out the window at the moment <laughs> yeah um, and um, I think at the moment obviously I need to kind of brainstorm and, and, and see what else it may be that I don't really need you know um do you eat out as much or eat, is that something... that's a good question um yeah. to be honest with you i feel like i'm i'm pretty responsible with it you know um not like other people who may be at my age um but i do try to let's say keep my limits within the month you know obviously there's times when you feel like you want to treat yourself you know we're all human beings at the end of the day but i think you just need to kind of let's say live within your means and not try and go overboard and then before you know it you've got something that needs to be paid for and then you're thinking where the money's going to come from and uh, I'll tell you what you look at the amount that comes out from just this one delivery you're talking between let's say 20-30 pounds you know you you put that towards shopping you're feeding quite a few people there you know but do you feel like when you go to a supermarket, you buy three items and it comes up to ten pounds? You're thinking, how is that ten pounds, or, or how has these two items come up to a fiver? When a fiver used to get you some things, a ten used to get you a half a bag full. Twenty quid used to get you a few bags, but now twenty quid gets you one bag. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So um, that's the kind of thing that we're seeing, but it's an illusion because we're in denial, thinking that that can't be right. It's just even though you're not in, you know, you're not. Some people might not be um, to the level where they're going to food banks or they're cutting out certain electricity bills, but they're still experiencing what their money for value is. And they know they're not, they're, it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And and sometimes you've got to accept that that it is what it is. Um, it's a hard truth, I suppose, to actually connect with. Yeah, I think... Um market share in regards to the supermarkets you know is constantly changing um so tesco holds the biggest market share and you've got lidl and you've got um sainsbury's no lidl and aldi aldi yeah um constantly chipping in to try and you know get more of the, the the share of the market in regards to customer spending and stuff like that um so 
Lidl and Aldi were always seen as that alternative. This is before the pandemic, you know, where people could um, go and, you know, kind of get more value for their their money. And, you know, and I think it still stands today. You know, some even wealthier people shop at um, those supermarkets because they understand or know that you save as much as you can in whichever way. Um but I think that before before COVID, there's always been an issue with supermarket prices continuing, but or to continue to increase. But I think now, I'd say within the last year, it's gone. It's out of hand to the point where, um, as we were discussing earlier, you know, you, before you could have walked in a supermarket and picked up some eggs for a pound, whereas now, like if you want a decent egg, it, 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 a pack of six <laughs> eggs, it costs like. Three pounds fifty. That's if you find you, any. And the, exactly, that's if you find any. And it's like you can't consistently keep on buying cheap food at poor quality. There are things that you kind of have to have at a a mm. decent quality, whether it's organic or whether it's you know just being grass fed or whatever it is. So I think it depends on where you're at in regards to quality. That you know you kind of spend more you get less in your um in your bag mm. but i think now across the board even basic items such as onions eggs milk you know um for some people even a bottle of wine whatever it is that they they have it they are leaving certain supermarkets with less and less bags which is a big dent because you'll put all of these items into your um trolley and because costs change sometimes daily you know yeah, by the time you get to the till, if you've got a certain budget, some some people are putting items back or they're leaving in shock. I've, I've seen some of our users come in and talk about that. So, yeah, it's tough, tough time. But that is enough, tough. I just want to add, sorry, um, but now they've got the, um, is it the Scan and Go? Is it called Scan and Go? Mm. Um, I'm not sure what, what shops do them, but it's where you're holding this sort of device and you're just scanning as you're shopping. So, I think it's it's a clever idea because you kind of have an idea of okay maybe I've hit my limit or you know what maybe I should take this out whereas obviously as you mentioned you go to the actual till and he's like oh okay forty quid bloody hell you know so I think um, these kind of tactics do help and um, but it's also the convenience stores mainly that because you get those in the larger stores the larger supermarkets. Um, you know, where there's more kind of temptation to buy other household stuff as well, because you know it's it's kind of so like a a warehouse full of you yeah. You know, people used to go to Poundland yeah, for that, yeah, but now yeah. Poundland is not even Poundland. Poundland isn't even Poundland. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the same that's the product, thing. but just mm. more expensive prices. Yeah, um, that's the reality, isn't it? So, so throughout this um, this whole experience, and you know, we've all we've all seen the impact it has on us. Um, who, Throughout your experience as a uh, response, what would you say, is there any group that is the core of, uh, let's just say maybe, a group that's been disproportionately impacted? And maybe how, if so, if there is a group or a community, uh, how would we help those uh, that fall under that bracket? I would say that there are many different groups. Um, and I know that, you know, it sounds quite broad. Um, but any particular that stand out? Well, the thing is, in Ounce Court, you've got, there's just like a, a, a mixture of people with mental health needs, with um, 
addictive needs, whatever, you, you name it across the spectrum, people living in hotels, families on low income. And then as I said, um, you know, you have people who are wealthy. The spectrum is so vast and broad. And um, what we're finding is that people along the spectrum are experiencing some sort of, you could say inverted commas, hardship. Obviously the most disadvantaged would be experiencing a lot more. Um, in terms of the question that you've posed, um, I think BAME groups are um, needing a lot of assistance and help. Um, obviously you find that certain cultures like to cook food so they need your, you know, like your onions, your basic ingredients and stuff like that, because they cook every day or every other day or whatever and whatnot. Um, and then we might have some others who might access ready meals, etc. So, you know, it kind of, the, the need varies from from group to group. And also I, I've actually had to assist other groups within our um, group remit with leaving food bags for them so that they can have food by the time the centre closes. So it's all conversational. And I think that the needs of people who are more disadvantaged, it's, it's far and wide. Mm. It's far and wide. Do, do you think people that uh, would, people that don't tend to cook, do you think they're the ones suffering from the cost of living more? Well, it makes sense if you would think, if you're cooking food from scratch, you'd actually uh, get things at a cheaper rate. And but then again, some people might not have the time to do that because of they're just busy or they got commitments or they're a carer for someone. Um, so I think different generational groups might have a different experience with that because I know some people who are my age might not be, you know, confident making something for themselves or their family members. But then you get some that might have the skills to actually go in and make a dish or prepare lunch for the next day to take into work um so it's a different range of uh needs and if you don't have the skill set then you're gonna it's gonna dictate how it, your experience is gonna be essentially uh what's your what's your view on that okay well i i also think that like family plays a big part you know because if you've got a family um where there's always you know, a full pot of food and, and stuff. If you are going through hardship, for example, you may not need to access a food bank because you've always got a place that you could go for a meal, you know, that, you know, we're, we're family orientated people. But um, I think as time has gone on and people, you know, are trying to become independent in this, in this environment, that independence comes at a cost. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like we're going to go off topic. But I, just, I really want to focus on it because I, I reckon here um, in the society we live in, it's almost you get empowered to not depend on no one, do your own thing. But then when you get something, it comes at a cost of something else, right? So when you have unity and you have that connection, that strong community network, if you need, for example, um, back in the day, people used to tell me if they needed eggs, let's go to the neighbours. Knock on the door, do you have an egg or two or do you have sugar or run out of sugar but if you do this now your neighbor will just tell you can you go away or, or i don't know you door. yeah they wouldn't answer the door they wouldn't ask, uh, are you <laughs> is that is that your experience Hamza? no 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 i've got friendly neighbors to be honest with you but um no i agree i mean i think if you don't have that unity then um everything is just kind of dispersed in in, in different ways and um i think as you mentioned regarding like ho uh, food at home um, it's a big thing, you know, because a lot of people don't have it these days. And I feel 
if maybe even parents played a role as in to maybe get the kids to to do some sort of duties in the kitchen and and this way it kind of prepares them for when they're older and and let's say they're living alone or they have their own family they have life skills there already preps for them rather mm-hmm. than 18 years old okay what we're we having tonight pizza again you know so um yeah it's all about handling yeah. these kind of situations in the right way and also like we were talking about costs and stuff like that so obviously around um covid like there was a, a huge push for deliveries, you know, like your um, digital kind of delivery services and stuff like that. And I think that's had an impact on a lot of young people as well and the way that they spend or the way that they kind of decide how they're going to use their pound. So we spoke about it earlier and for me that had to go. <laughs> that mm. kind of, you know, okay, we've got busy lives, you know, I don't have time to cook. Let's just, just order delivery. And sometimes you want to do that as a treat for your children as well. But I think getting into that system kind of this, it, it, it kind places. of becomes the norm as well, isn't it? Yeah, Which exactly. I don't think is normal. It does. It's a, it's a luxury. Uh, it you does. don't need it. But, you know, going back to the whole what is old fashioned, what is not old fashioned, what is modern, what's the next thing to do? You know, um, today we, we turn 18 and then we say we want my own space, I want my own house. <laughs> But, they don't uh, but then commitments. you'd laugh at people that say, oh, you still live with your parents. How could you? But then people are forced to actually go back to live yeah. with their parents because yeah. they can't afford to pay rent or they're being evicted because mm-hmm. their landlord, like you mentioned before, has increased their rent by X amount and they won't be able to make the next rent. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the thing. Sometimes we think about old school things are so outdated. But there again, if we evaluate certain things, they're there to safeguard you. They're there to help you save money. And think about if you're someone who wants their own space, you can get your own flat. It doesn't mean you can't, but then you're always going to be in the loop and you won't be able to actually save money for the future. Yeah. Um, and that's what's happening currently now with the cost of living. You don't know whether to eat or was, what was it you said? Heat or eat. Heat or eat. Yeah. So that's the another obstacle, I, I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe we've got to go old school i think that's the there's nothing wrong with you know old is gold as they say um yeah, we've got to bring back the love um, yeah unity as well unity. And, and this whole um influence of i don't need anyone or having the stigma of saying oh, i'm a bit embarrassed to actually ask for support when before it was just whenever you need it just we're here cool. for you. yeah we're here for you yeah. and, and people that were not your family you'd consider them as family exactly um, and someone you'd be you'd be so cautious of doing something um let's say naughty outside or or playing tricks because you know your neighbor would tell your parents or there, there was some sort of connection that you know there was a big some sort of community yeah, yeah. and you know the, the kind of responsibility that, that's and the thing. safeguarding as well so, i think yeah so that's the thing so yeah. when we're looking at what kind of interventions we can put in to to help ease off the burden of Christ, you know, cost of living. Sometimes we don't have to come up with all these intricate ways of uh, finding solutions, where mm-hmm. it's just simple, the things that we've done yeah. or our parents or grandparents have done and just revisit um, yeah. their era yeah. and, and implement those things. Um, I, think, I think maybe people from different cultures might have different experiences that we can learn from. Yeah. Um, I think we're fortunate enough to live in a community where it's so diverse that we can learn from each other. Um, so that's that's my view personally. Uh, what do you think, Hamza? Yeah, to be honest, I've noticed as well within this borough specifically is that it's very community-based. 
and you go towards certain areas within the borough and it's like, oh, hello, how are you? So I think obviously just kind of keeping that relation is great because you just never know whenever that person may be in need or whatever, they may feel comfortable coming to you for that or vice versa. So um, I think it's always important just to keep that that unity there and um, not trying to think that you can do everything alone because I tell you what, life is tough at times. So you really need to kind of keep your people around you. Yeah, and this is where this whole isolation talk comes about, you know, people doing or feeling isolated, lonely, um, feeling that they can't go on. Um, and, you know, we have a resident in particular um, who they visit our centre. And um, if it wasn't for, for them kind of breaking away and kind of just being a part of the day-to-day buzz, you know, getting involved in conversations, etc., and they said that they would be kind of hitting the walls really that you know Mm, so mm. it's about integrating you know it's about providing um whether it's services or workshops or whatever it is so that people can can do and people feel that they can come out or courses that they might want to access it's through conversation Mm. and we're a borough we love to talk you know, we'll stand on the street for like 20 minutes having a conversation, (laughs) you know, and people would just say like, they'd walk down, they'd do their shopping, they'd come back and you're still talking. You're like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's that community um, sense. And yeah, the community is changing. You know, I'm from North Kensington and I've seen lots of different changes up there. Um, Lots of people moving, um, whether it's within the borough or out of the borough and, yeah, just a kind of a new wave of, of people moving into the north and sometimes it's unrecognisable. Today I kind of see people suffering. So would, would you say that's a younger generation? What I said No, would, would I think say- I think children have some have bad experiences in schools. Um some have really, really good experiences in in schools. You know, the community uh, my daughter of the school my daughter attends you know they're so tight and they're they're so so happy and there's so much there. going on. Yeah. yeah, definitely, it's a brilliant community that celebrates diversity. And it's good that you're just one of many organisations yeah. uh, that is addressing this need. Um, yep. You know, we have different organisations as well that some people might not be aware of, and I'm sure you are well connected with different services and if you might not have a certain solution you'd know someone that or an organization that might be able to help and you just signpost them signposting is a big thing um, yeah we might underestimate the power of it and Definitely. and you know just sometimes it's the conversation that starts things off and if you don't have that connection like we said that unity you you wouldn't know what, what a person may need um yeah going forward you know and, yeah because yeah. we even have like um the solution sessions on a friday um that's open to um people who live in rbkc and that deals with um housing it deals with um like we have different housing providers and the council actually um you know housing department is there as well so they can first-handedly understand what's going on, understand how they can improve services, understand how, you know, what needs are affecting people and what is constantly coming up for people. Um, you know, I think when there's repetition and pattern of the same thing coming from people, you know, there's there's an alarm. The alarm has to be sounded and there has to be um, efficient action, I think, 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, do, what, what do you think, Hamza? I think that's a really good idea because a lot of people come with um, issues they may be facing and, and, you know, we're always happy to help. But um, as you mentioned, like finding solutions tends to be uncommon at times, you know. So, um, I mean, having these workshops that you do is great. Yeah. And um, I think obviously you guys are having that togetherness to, to, to find the solutions for these people. And hopefully a within the future they may never need to face these trials that they're going through yeah i agree so i want to ask both yeah. of you a lot actually yeah. uh, mm -hmm. so do you want to say something no th this is exactly what it is it's about empowering people so not just having people kind of use our service and just kind of grab and go it's about providing whether it's digital inclusion whether it's um well-being courses you know we have chair yoga um, that's been going on for years <laughs> at our centre. Um, we partner with Open Age um, so that, you know, the over 50s can have um, classes to do with like literature, writing, theatre, skills, etc., etc. And I think that um, it's really, really important that people come together and that people are able to identify what they're good at. And I think I always say, try it, try it. Just keep trying, just try, 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 because they'll come to a point where there will be something out there that will will be meaningful, that you can actually expand your talents or capacities on. Um, so, yeah. Great, great stuff. I was going to ask you, actually, both of you questions. Okay. Uh, if you had to give maybe f four to five tips on the things you can uh, apply or changes or adaptations that you could do, uh, that would help you navigate within the cost of living and to support yourself better? Is that personally or is that just Whether generally? It's, it's up to you. If you want to respond from your personal standpoint as you, you want to give your opinion, as are, these are the tips that I would give uh, to help you yeah. manoeuvre. I would um, I would say, because we, we, we spoke about it before, like I had apps for food delivery on my phone. So that's number one. Yeah, so doing away with, with certain apps that are, like even Uber, for example, Uber Eats, um, we no. said Deliveroo. So, so that's one. That's, that's one, one, most definitely. Um, as Hamza said, kind of going over your bank statement and kind of putting tabs on areas where you're feeling out of control of, you know, the, the money that's coming and going. Um, another one, cooking for family and friends. And also where, say, for example, you kind of create a network. So the burden isn't on one person. So you might have, you might invite friends over. If you're single, for example, you might invite friends over so you can cook. And another time they cook, but there's a system in place. And at least that kind of helps with isolation as well. Um, and number four, I'd say come to response. Come Ooh, check us out. I like that. Should we go, <laughs> should we go over them? So one, delete your apps that you tend to use for takeaway definitely or just for um like even like amazon or you know misguided things you don't realize yeah the temptation the because everyone spends time on their phone so much yeah. on the train okay. some some people are like on their phone so much that they hit themselves into a lamppost literally <laughs> um so it's about just assessing yeah. what your weaknesses are and just trying to curb them in some way one by one whether it's through the app or whether it's stopping subscriptions and stuff. Okay. Most definitely. So that's one. That's one. Number two would be, you said, um, be connected with the community you're amongst. 
Um, and then that would lead to different things such as finding out information, mm-hmm. signposting, or finding out each other's interests and how you could thrive together or how you could go through this together. Mm-hmm. Number three, you said cook for each other. Yeah, so okay, that's that family. Number two has to happen for number three to happen. Uh, you can't be cooking for no one if you don't have a community to give it to. Exactly. And if you have children as well, like, and you've cooked, the children don't need to buy so much outside because there's always food at home do you see and Mm -hmm. I think it also kind of food is always comfort (laughs) you feel feel love through food so (laughs) exactly and what was number four number four you mentioned the bank statement the bank statement yeah I think the order has kind of been a little bit yeah (laughs) but we we just structured it we just put it in order indeed indeed keeping track of your spending Keeping track four. of your spending. So if you're near to a a Tesco um, Express, for example, or Express stores, they've been designed for you to kind of walk past and think, oh, you know, oh, I need something. Well, you might not need it because you haven't prepared for the week. Mm-hmm. But it's about just understanding that impulse spending is, and, is an issue. And number five, go to response. Well, that, that was, was the... number four, but that's number five. <laughs> <laughs> come, come to response. And our doors are always open. Together. seven days a week five we're, days a week we're open for we're, we're always open we're always open there's always something going on in response seven days a week at different times um but we are penciled into work we went from four days um down to three just for the moment but you know we're still yeah we're, we're always there always there do you know what we'll do we'll put the link to your website. So those of you who are watching and want to access the services or find out more about what Response do, please check in the description link below and we'll put it there. Uh, as to what I was saying before, so Hamza, I'll go to you. I feel like I've run out of ideas. <laughs> good ones. Um, one of them that popped into mind is maybe if you've got Monzo or something that's similar, you can create pots and you can put in, obviously, your basic needs, your rent, your bills, etc. And then you see how much you've got left and what you can manage with throughout the month. Um, as you mentioned as well, just um, regarding the family unity. So, I mean, if you're still living at home, like just take advantage, you know, like there's nothing better than than, than home cooked food. Um, from time to time, you're going to have your your Uber Eats, your, your delivery. But I think it's it's within your means, within your limits. Um, I've run out of ideas right, now. Free. I feel like I've had one. If I think of any more... I'll no worries. So we'll go over them again, just for clarity. Uh, one, create different pots within your banking app so you can keep track of what you want to spend or what you don't want to spend on. Number two was move back in with your family because that's the better option rather than... Was that an option? <laughs> I mean, if you're still at home... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, kind of... Um, Utilise it. Just, yeah, maybe just have double thoughts about trying to run away, you know, so quickly. <laughs> Well, I think I think that's what he was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Or if I was wrong, please correct me. But I think also I that think that's what I did. There say. shouldn't yeah, really be, yeah. um, especially in this day day and age. Like, do you want to spend say one thousand five hundred on rent, or mm. do you want to say have the opportunity to to kind of better yourself through education? Um, always contributing to the family. Money, yeah. yeah, that too. Reinvesting in you know your 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 own kind of progression and stuff but yeah. just kind of appreciating that it isn't a bad thing anymore because it gives you the option or the capacity to to save i think i agree i, I also want to add as well um maybe even if you're a parent or you know you want to learn then then go to to mom or dad and maybe get tips on on 
how to make, you know, even if it's just basic foods. So that way, when you are older, you kind of limit yourself off these um, these delivery apps. So maybe some sort of like home education at home on, on, on tips of... Home economics. There you go. <laughs> how to save. That's it. I think, yeah, even then, even though sometimes... Uh, Maybe you want to find out how to cook something that your parents might not be familiar with. You always got YouTube. YouTube. YouTube has been parenting a lot of kids these days. <laughs> um, so when your parents are not there, you got YouTube. That, <laughs> TikTok. You can find 60 second recipes that you can make. Um, yeah, definitely food is a big... Um, Driver. Yeah, food. We, we, spend, we eat food pretty much for breakfast, on. lunch, dinner. We snack sometimes. And imagine you're doing that at the expense of just all like paying for everything you don't make one single one you don't make nothing no meals and you just go to Pret you go to Domino's um, you can't keep that up unless maybe you have unlimited resource of you know just money coming in do you know what it is as well though it's the um, the relationship um, we have between money and the digital era so you know with the card and the phone where we just tap 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 we have no physical and relationship with with actually feeling the promissory notes that we have you're detached from the, from the money yeah, yeah, yeah exactly but so you get the change and you know you can't get 10 p's you go to the corner shop and you know the ka used to be yeah. like, how much was it you know what you know that sorry from what i remember started off at 35 35 yeah, yeah, yeah. this was our secondary school days 35 p you, you know, know it it's intense. I don't know how much it is these days. Yeah, oh, I don't it's know. About probably six, 69. I don't drink. I don't drink that. that. But um, yeah, I think. Um, well, those five piece sweets that you get from the box, everyone put their hands in. You know, it's now well, back then it used to be one p. Back <laughs> then it used to be yeah. Back then it used to be one p a sweet. <laughs> I remember it. Then it was five p. Five p is not too bad, you know. But no, I but I think if you've got two hundred pounds within like your hand, for example, and you actually go out and you spend, you're actually the money's actually disappearing and you're actually connecting to that emotionally and physically. And I think with this whole kind of card or mm. phone thing, there's no connectivity. So that's right. why we're always, you know, kind of there's yeah. an impulse to buy uh -huh. and not really worry about how we're spending because, and also when you used to get your statements for the post for your bank, you'd, you'd pick up the statement and you'd, you'd kind of look through every single line but because it's digital and it isn't actually physically in our hands, you scroll and you scroll and you scroll. But because it's more of an active type of daily type of check, it isn't like the monthly check where you're like, you sit down and you say, right, okay, what 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 is the situation? It's, this is, I've been over, over, I've been charged or I haven't been refunded. Get on the phone, speak to the organisation, expect, etc. Do you know this, what? One thing I'm yeah, going to um, shed some light on. Maybe it's in my generation when mm -hmm. people order things of ASOS and they order it and then they, it comes and it's not something that they want. They just feel so lazy to return it. Say, ah, oh, I'm just going to throw it to the side. But then if it was a different generation, they would fight for their money back. They would. And they would actually call up customer service. <laughs> that's allocate a specific time of day to chase it up. But I think of us, we're too laid back, which is like, ah. Oh, I think there's no time. Um, we don't well, appreciate there is time. I don't think we appreciate. There is time, yeah. but because we've got like, our phones, our laptops, we're constantly drawn into something else. Yeah. So the headspace is in a digital realm and it isn't really as much, unless you you can discipline yourself to actually say, right, okay, you know, this is how much I'm going to spend of my day, whether it's, you know, an hour journaling and stuff like that or whatever. 
um, it depends because there's, there's always something that's going on that's kind of capturing yeah you're attention. right I think, I think like you said our headspace is somewhere else but I think the cost of living has taken has it's brought us back level. to reality in a way in some instances Maybe some yeah people. I think so mm. some people it's a little wake up call to think this is what I've been doing I can't believe I've been doing this and some people have thrived you know through COVID you had some people who thrived and then you other you had other people who were dealing with like families and relatives in the hospitals, mm, you know the, mm. the real emotional level of or, on many different fronts. That's it, yeah. So it's how we equip ourselves, and it's the support that we can access in order to do that. Also, that's great. So I think this conversation has been literally great. We've I've learned a lot about the services that obviously you do, your experiences as well as uh, yourself, Hamza, the things that you've spoken about. Um, we're gonna wrap up now. Okay. Um, it's been a good conversation. Any last message from both of you? If you don't have one, it's fine. But if you do want to leave something with the audience who are watching, it would be appreciated. Is there anything that you'd like to share? I would start with you, Shireen. I would say um, it's a very simple and easy thing to say in regard to like suffering alone. But find, do your research, do your research. I'd also say education, education, education. There are lots of free digital courses online and if you if you um because some some people can start at the bottom and really kind of become the, the the leader of big corporations we've seen it happen um you know in many different instances but you know start at the bottom get your firm standing access as many free courses as you can access even certificate based courses um and then just work your way up the digital realm it's something that we can't kind of um shy away from but I think that there needs to be a, a, a stronger level of digital, um, I don't want to call it intelligence, but just digital um, upskilling. Sorry? I said understanding. But... Understanding, upskilling and stuff. Okay. Thank you. And Hamza? Um, I would say um, you really need to be disciplined within yourself. You don't want to be in a, in a headspace where you feel as if you're just doing whatever with your money. Um, so the change starts within you. Have an understanding of your finances and what you are spending and just really dig deep and see where you can save your money. And um, these small changes leads to, to, to big impact. Yeah, that was good. That was a good uh, discussion. I appreciate your points that you've put across. And I think that is it for another episode of Powered By You. If you enjoyed what you have seen today, please check out the radio version on moreleeradio.co.uk and we'll catch you next time. Until then, see you next time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.